Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Writer on the forum. And I'm also joined with Matt. Hi, I'm Comatose. And I'm Chaos on the forum, so you feel free to say hi to us anywhere. Happy New Year and happy holidays, because we're in 2018. Oathringer is so last year. Just kidding. We're going to talk a lot more about Oathbringer. Uh, and today, we're going to talk about Dalinar's visit to the valley uh, and old magic, which uh, we get to see on screen uh, in Oathbringer. And so, obviously, there are massive Oathbringer spoilers here. So, uh, you should go read that book if if you haven't for this podcast. So It might right, help. Great. Yeah, so the biggest if, spoilers <laughs> potentially. Yeah, so so <laughs> if, if you go go finish that book, if if you read part five, just started part five, you should just finish that, uh, and then come back. Uh, so now that we're in the spoiler zone, we're gonna talk about the Night Watcher, and not only Night Watcher, but also cultivation, because not only does Dalinar meet the Night Watcher as we you know we expected, we would see this in Dalinar's book, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but it had confirmed that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we would have been upset if we did not see that. Exactly. But Dalinar also freaking meets Cultivation, one of the 16 shards of Aiden Alcium, and uh, one of the three on Roshar. Yeah. Not only do we see Odium just showing yeah. up, yeah. Cultivation just shows up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, let's. Just have all the shards you know. here right now. So now Dalinar's talked to all three shards, if you count Honor via the visions. I mean, that's the best you're going to get to yeah. talk to Honor anyway, so yeah. that seems fine. Unless he reassembles the shard and talk, starts talking to himself. <laughs> Dalinar can have many internal monologues. That doesn't count, though. He's not talking to Tanavast, uh, or which like is he, the he, Vessel yeah. of Honor. He ascends and creates an avatar of himself and stalks us that. Oh, God. Oh, God. Many things. Uh, God. See, got it? Because Honor. Anyway. (laughs) So, I thought we'd start by going over what happened because we get a long flashback sequence of uh, Dalinar brutally killing his wife uh, on accident, but it's very uh, bad, basically. Yes. Uh, and then he drinks a lot, and eventually, oh, then Gavilar dies, uh, so that's a bummer. Uh, and he eventually decides to go visit the old magic and the Night Watcher to get forgiveness. So he does that, and that's the very last flashback we see, which is right mm-hmm. before Dalinar is shipping over to the Shattered Plains. Mm-hmm. So I thought we'd just talk about that and... It's the first chapter of part five, uh, and then we get the final battle. Uh, so the first thing that's cool about this is Felt. Has a little cameo. Yep. I mean, it's a lot more than Words of Radiance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Felt was mentioned in Words of Radiance, and also mentioned in Mistborn. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. one of Venture's house spies, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think he shows up in book one of Mistborn and possibly 
I think it's book two or three as well. So uh, he's there. Does he? Maybe look. he doesn't. Anyway. I don't think he does, actually, because that would okay. have been mentioned on the Copper Mind. Yeah. No, but fair. let's find out. One second. Oh, nope. Nope. You're right. You're totally right. Is mentioned mm-hmm. in Wall of Ascension. Yeah, because yep. he goes uh, to work for Eland. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Well, you know what? The Copper Mind's pretty good sometimes. Uh, amusingly, guys. Uh, when Words of Radiance came out, we we had two separate felt articles because we thought there's no way these are the same person. Turns out they are the same person, and so we we kind of noticed it through the Copper Mind, and then someone asked Brandon about it, and they are the same person, and it's very clear in this that felt mm-hmm. is a world hopper. Oh <laughs> yes, Oathbringer, super clear. Words of Radiance, yeah. that's not obvious at all. Yeah. Be- uh, what does he say? He says that uh, he's uh, that the a, night watcher a bit more foreign. Yeah, the she, night she watcher doesn't, doesn't, like, doesn't foreigners. like foreigners. Yeah, and then Dalinar says he might have trouble too. And then uh, Felt says that Dalinar is a little less foreign than he is. Yeah, yeah. So that that's cute. Uh, we did hear uh, in secret history that there there's an economy. Or there was an economy through Skadriel, through the pits. And so mm-hmm. maybe, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe felt enterprise. Yeah, maybe felt went through that. I mean Although I guess, he he was on Skadriel after the pits. Yeah, after after the pits. So uh it must have been post uh Catacender. Uh but so. it, it's still possible to get on and off Skadriel after that, because we see Chris oh, well. in yeah. Bands of Morning. Well, she was already in Shadesmar. Yeah. No, in Bands of Morning, oh, well, you see yeah, her. Yeah. Oh, you're right, right, yeah, right. Well, yeah, but uh, the perpendicularities are surely different. Yeah. After uh, all that. After Cezad ascends. Yeah. Um. So we got felt. Uh, mm-hmm. but that that's not super important. But I thought I'd mention that in case you guys missed. That that means that felt is a world hopper. So we saw. I, it I'd be really curious to see if we could get a word of Brandon sometime about what felt asked for, or would have or asked for he, had yeah, what he would have the Night Watcher actually shown up for him. You know, but, it is interesting that the Night Watcher wouldn't talk to someone who's from another planet, though. Mm-hmm. It, it probably has it something take... to do with how the investiture is keyed to their mm-hmm. connection or something. I didn't and take it the- as, like, she doesn't appear. It's just that she's much less likely to. Because mm. she doesn't appear to every oh, Roshar right. in that goes. That's, that's true. true. You're, you're totally right. This is just like, oh, okay. So this maybe not some deep magical thing. Yeah. But then we, we, just, we just see the Night Watcher. So why don't you lead us off, Ian, with... Uh, <laughs> Creepy Eldritch Monster thing it's you know we get a lot of creepy monsters weird stuff yeah in this book so the night watcher seeped from the darkness she was a dark green mist vaguely shaped like a crawling person two long arms reached out pulling her along as she floated above the ground her essence like a tail extended far behind her weaving among tree trunks and disappearing into the forest Indistinct and vaporous, she flowed like a river or an eel, and the only part of her with any specific detail was her smooth, feminine face. 
She glided toward him until her nose was mere inches from his own, her silken black eyes meeting his. Tiny hands sprouted from the misty sides of her head. They reached out, taking his face and touching it with a thousand cold, yet gentle caresses. Do <sighs> um, so you know what that reminds me of? What does that remind you of? Mist spren. Because oh, they're yeah. made of mist, and then they have the porcelain faces. It w- it was reminding me of the of the mist spirit from yeah the mistborn trail. You know, it, it's nice to see that connection of kind of shadows that are connected to the shards, mm-hmm. representing in mist like form. Even though it's obviously different on Roshar than it is well, on. Yeah, and we we also see like the thrill is a red mist, you know, mm-hmm. and so this is yeah. a dark green mist uh, again, kind of some relationship with color and shards, I guess. But I mean, the, the Night Watcher isn't a shard, but yeah, uh, though th- not that that, that, that is a good point because we've seen multiple forms of f- solid physical investiture, like the God Metals and Shard Blades, yeah liquid investiture which is the perpendicularities the shard pools perpendicularities and the gaseous investiture yeah Mm -hmm. uh i seem to remember someone asked uh what that term is called uh like all these mists and stuff Mm -hmm. because apparently stormlight is uh, a similar sort of thing. Yeah, Stormlight uh, is gaseous. Yeah, but I don't think we have an official word on what all of that mm-hmm. stuff is called. If I'm remembering the one, the word of Brandon you're referring to, Brandon didn't either. At oh, least he didn't add yeah. that point. Well, I mean, we didn't have the word vessel for many years. Oh, so. vessel yeah. was no. amazing. Oh, that yeah. was good. That was um, good. It, and if I recall correctly, cultivation's shard pool or perpendicularity is described as green or emerald, right? Am is I- it? Yes, I'm, I'm, I, is it? I do believe so. That the, when Rock describes it, ye- when someone describes it, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was Rock, but well, the Rock described po- it because Hoyd came through it in the Horn Eater Peaks. So, so okay, let's let's back it up for for some yeah. people who aren't. All on the same page. So every shard, ha- uh, that power creates kind of a hole through the three realms. And those are perpendicularities. Yeah, basically, th- their before. power tends to collect in one place. And right. that much investiture in one place kind of breaks things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that lets you get between uh, the realms. Uh, although, I guess you can cheat. Like Dalinar, but you know, but we've well, that, we've seen. I wouldn't it. say that's cheating. That was literally yeah. summoning a perpendicularity. Yeah, but I mean, we've, we've yes, seen no, it. Yeah, uh, cheating. Yeah, that yeah. Else, else calling, else calling is cheating. But we've seen these on various planets, uh, mm-hmm. like with the well, the pool, and Elantris. Uh, and those are all different colors. Like so, they we are, have blue. Are, the yeah. blue pool. The we have the blue pool in Elantris, um, white and black for uh, preservation and ruin. Yep. And then we have green now with cultivation and 
I'm assuming Odium is likely red, just because. Yeah, but then maybe red. like autonomy. I'd would be go red. more like know. yellow for him because red is corrupted investiture. Mm, right. So yeah, yeah. Oh, he, well, black also is too sometimes with nightblood. It's not so. I I don't well, know if these colors are always okay. Red is corrupted as in mixing investitures. We don't know what's going on with the black mist coming out of nightblood. Yeah, but, but we no we we had that one quote that said that the black one was a result of mixing investitures too, right? No, Brandon just was like, oh, that's the natural question, and then he didn't answer that question. Okay, well, so there is there is an implication, though, there. Yes, mm-hmm. but red is explicitly shard investiture mixing and interfering with each other. Like, that is word of Brandon. What? Explicit. What? Yes. No, I'm just I'm just thinking about like the thrill, you know. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on with the thrill, but because it's or, a red like, mist any of the stuff that is presumably all of Odium, or but... like any of oh, the oh, stuff okay. that happened in bands. We do yeah. have a word of Brandon on this, okay. so it's great. Um, from the Oathbringer London signing, uh, okay, asked by right. RJL, if red investiture equals co-opted by another shard, what about the thrill? Brennan's answer, kind of, which is... Oh, great. Thanks, Brandon. Brilliant. <laughs> Super helpful there. Uh, <laughs> like, we like when we're doing color schemes and stuff, like, it, the answer could just be, you know, more than one thing can be red or black. Yeah, I mean... Or whatever, yeah. right? Brennan has said that it, it's yeah not necessarily, like, oh, every shard has a color, mm-hmm. because... Yeah. Um, Ruin and Preservation were black and white because of their polarized nature. Like, they were mm-hmm. the only ones on the planet. So it just worked out that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Like, I feel like we need to do a whole podcast on that one scene in Bands where, you know, Wax sees all the red mist attacking and stuff. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> didn't expect that here. Uh, well, great. That was a long discussion on a color. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let uh, so let's actually talk I have about one more thing. Oh, okay. Going back mm-hmm. to my Go mist spread. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing. Great. Because we know that different spread are spread are born by their parents going to a place and getting investiture, and it becomes a spread. And it's like originally honor yeah. made the honor spread, but now the Stormfather made some honor spread, and now the honor spread make themselves. I think maybe that the Night Watcher is the one that made the misspread. She made them in her own image, sort mm. of. Oh, and like cultivation spread are just made by cultivation, maybe. Yeah, or were Rather once than... made by cultivation. Yeah, and now make themselves. True. True. Yeah. yeah I ge- I guess you wouldn't have the problem with you know honor dying and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, why not? Uh, that does seem sensible. Um, uh, then the Night Watcher, uh, is asking this. What is it you wish of me? The Night Watcher asked. What boon drives you, son of honor, son of odium? That, that part's very interesting that the Night Watcher just recognizes, uh, Dalinar being between honor and odium there. You know, mm-hmm. 
Or is it that he's a, you know, a human? Who oh, yeah. Can... Humans are kind of stretched between those two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like, and... she's not entirely sure which side he, um, is, which one is he really of. And that is really interesting. It's, it's also, like, the Night Watcher is a very fae being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and sure, so it's sure. Like, the wordplay and the asking questions yeah, just fits. And yeah. it's interesting the way it's structured is you can't tell if she's using Son of Honor, Son of Odium as statements because she's asking the question, what is the boon that drives you? Um, like, but- which she wa- uh, like, what boon drives you? Do you want to be of honor? Do you want to be of odium? Is yeah. Kind of or- what you're saying? Or is she, are all three questions, what boon drives you? Son of honor? Son of odium? Like, is she asking herself, like, trying to figure it out? Or is she saying he's of both and asking him by different names? It's, the the punctuation is ambiguous because we have so many questions <laughs> in a row. Well, pu- but, punctuation matters, kids. Always yes. use your Oxford comma. Yes. <laughs> Not, Saves yeah. lives. It does. It does. I I get irrationally angry by people not using the Oxford comma. Anyway, uh, then the Night Watcher says, what would you like? Renown? Wealth? Skill? Would you like to be able to swing a sword and never tire? No, Dalinar whispered. I don't know what Dalinar voice that was. Beauty? Followers? I can feed your dreams, make you glorious. That's so, so creepy. Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. interesting, you know, with this, what we know of cultivation, this concept of kind of feeding one's dreams, I think is really interesting in that context, you know, like feeding something, helping it, making dreams grow into reality kind of thing. Although she does it by cultivating in that she always grants a curse and takes something away as well. Um, it's interesting. I, I think it, the make you glorious part is interesting for two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, in Voronism, everybody has a glory to which like, oh, they aspire. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. And also, when Brandon, not when Dalinar does com- end up confronting Odium at the end, he summons a swarm of glory spread. Mm-hmm. So he was, he did become glorious in yeah. that moment. Well, I mean, lots of Spren are probably a mix of uh, honor and cultivation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I don't think, like, she actually did anything. I just think it's a nice callback. Mm-hmm. That may or not actually be something there. Yeah. Well, it, the the thing with Voronism having a glory is kind of interesting there. Uh, that that could mean a lot of things. Uh, as, as we'll see as we talk about cultivation, cultivation mm-hmm. surely must have been pervasive in like everything, kind of yeah. like odium. So he could, it could be like a cultivationy thing. Like you have your calling, then you have your glory. That that's what it is. Well, it's like right? I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not saying that there's a an actual correct connection. Like cultivation was involved with foreigners. I'm just saying like this is an amusing. On a meta level. On a yeah, meta sure. level. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I think it's kind of interesting. It could be. I don't know. It's also interesting the things she offers. And I think we'll get a little more into some other things. But, um, (laughs) you know, she's offering beauty, wealth, skill, um, the ability to never get tired when swinging a sword, followers. Like, these are very diverse boons. And because we haven't had a lot of boons shown to us yet, we have only a couple individuals having this kind of list. Yeah, and they're all super weird boons. Yeah. So, like, how would, what would the the Night Watcher giving someone followers look like? You know, is that giving him the ability to attract followers? Is she making people out of thin air who follow him around? Um, oh, yeah, I guess that's you true. You know, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it's very interesting. Um, like, wealth, you assume she could. It, again, you know, is she giving the ability to obtain these things or is she actually handing over sacks of gold or making well, him instantly famous like it's well well matt why don't why don't you just read the next line yeah because that actually that, that's... i i, I okay. do have one right. one thing okay. because in the baxel interlude in way of mm-hmm. kings it's yeah, mentioned they talk that, about that yeah um the guy he's with his father went to the night watcher yep and his boon was like two bolts of cloth Mm -hmm. and it's like what did he ask for because selling those two bolts of cloth were enough to prevent his family from starving yeah oh yeah that's right so So, yeah she could just give something the night watcher can be creative um well the the, thing that yeah so the the next line is Uh, she says, is perhaps it is possessions you wish. Spheres, gemstones, shards, a blade that bleeds darkness and cannot be defeated. I can give it to you. Okay, so this is the craziest Night Watcher line by far. What? It it does seem that she is talking about Nightblood. Um, uh, I mean, we only have one example of a blade that bleeds darkness, and Brandon has said that Nightblood is a ridiculous waste of investiture, so it's prob- probably that one. And when the reference to cannot be defeated, um, we have not seen Nightblood be overcome. Oh, that's terrifying. Um, yet, you know, when Nightblood has been drawn, so... Oh, now you and just gave def- me like an idea of like something even ter- what could be more terrifying than nightblood something that can defeat nightblood oh, yeah God. <laughs> well that and then probably the- would cost so much investiture because nightblood vaporizes people that it touches rather than just like killing them like shard blades do it's way more powerful and i guess the other question to ask is um, the Night Watcher promising Nightblood specifically, or is she implying that she has the ability to create something that does the same thing as Nightblood? I guess that's true. Through her power. That is um, that is true. Uh, like, I kind of took it when I read it as she could give Dalinar Nightblood, like we know Nightblood's on That's Shard, what I thought, too. But it could be, like, she, through the Night Watcher has access to a lot of power. So mm-hmm. it, it could hypothetically be that she could create that she's become aware of Nightblood and can now create a copy or something similar. Yeah, but the 
Night Watcher is also referencing, oh, hey, do you want shards? Yeah. These totally priceless things. Mm-hmm. Are, yeah, are you really going to just create some new shards for yeah. Dalinar? Is that a thing the Night Watcher can, can she, do? Or can or she summon some? them? Yeah, steal some. I, I, and well, how many uh, shards are there out there unclaimed that no one knows about? Well, that is a very good question because, as uh, if you remember, guys, from uh, the very first Recreants vision, there mm-hmm. were like two hundred radiants that gave up their oaths, and Downer said that that was more than all the shards in the world, mm-hmm. all the recorded shards. All, all the, the recorded, all the recorded shards. shards. So there's a ton of missing ones, especially because that's only one segment of one order. So um, does two, Night two Watcher orders. just... Yeah. <laughs> well, I I mean, I think that's a podcast in and of itself, but... Uh, so does Night Watcher just have a, a horde of good artifacts, random like crap. shards and like, spears like, like, and like a gemstones? She, she yeah. just has... Like, she's a dragon where she just has all this stuff. I'm I'm picturing the like House of the Skyrim character who has all these unique <laughs> items. <laughs> yeah, sitting in a chest somewhere, but or so, can she summon them from wherever they are in the world oh, man, and give them terrifying. to like the, the even after having the scene, we don't know much about the Night Watcher's capabilities. Well, um, but so... we do get some. <laughs> so obviously she can grant weird things so mm-hmm. she certainly has magical abilities obviously yeah like, she can probably rewrite a person's spirit web sure to do yeah, stuff that, yeah right that that seems sensible because but there are there are things she cannot do as well which, yeah, which maybe we'll, we'll get to in a bit but yeah with namely the things that uh Downar wants yeah but uh there, there is this notion of the Night Watchers stealing things, giving things. But do, do we want to take take a second to just think about Nightblood for a little bit? Yeah, because there, there's a ton of questions about Nightblood. Yeah, like did so you know the we have Vasher having Nightblood. Um, who's the hell if in case in case you forgot yeah who's the hell yeah um and then when we first see nightblood in the books in the stormlight archive nail has it yeah it's just like hey give i'll give it to you so how you know if it went through the night watcher at one point you know if yeah did the night watcher have it at that time yeah take it from the night watcher how long has Nail had Nightblood? Has he had it since before uh, Dalinar's visit or after Dalinar's visit to Valley? Um, to the Valley? Yeah. It's lots of questions. I love how Brandon can do this. You know, he can throw in this one line that just <laughs> you can obsess over. Well, forever. it's also like the line in Words of Radiance. Hello, yeah. would you like to destroy some evil today? And you're like, what? Yes. What? <laughs> Wait, well, I think what? That was like very obviously, like very obviously, like look at me. I'm something you need to be talking about. This one is more subtle. It's like it could it very easily is. be d- this, like glossed over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Well, we did get the impression 
that Vasher did not have Nightblood for a long time because we mm-hmm. have his interlude and said that the voice, presumably Nightblood's voice, mm-hmm. uh, was a thing that he had not heard for a very long time. So surely more than the seven years of the War of Reckoning. Mm-hmm. Um, which begs the question of, uh, you know, how did Vasher lose Nightblood? And did he lose it? Who did he lose it to? You know, like, did he lose it to the Night Watcher directly? Um, if the Night Watcher can just take things, mm-hmm. what are the limits to this? Could the Night Watcher just be like, oh, hey, Nail, you you have that blade. I'm just going to just take it. Well, we and, know- and Nail just says, oh, not again, because he's a herald. Like, that, maybe that happened like for Tim 40 times. With Nightblood, I don't. Because he does, Nightblood does form sort of a bond with people. I don't think it yeah. could just be stolen like that. I'm Although, wondering. Be- like, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, we know that Vasher now has the ability to infuse Stormlight and f- so he can feed off that instead of breath. Sure. What we don't know is whether or not just any return that shows up can start doing that, whether he had to hack something, but perhaps he had to go to the Night Watcher, and the Night Watcher did her thing to grant him that ability, but her uh, price was Nightblood. Okay. It's possible. The The other thing is, though, like with the Stormfather, we see how omnipresent he is. You know, he can appear... Like, he, he's focused True. on the storm, but he can kind of appear anywhere, right? Yeah, he can and talk so, to Dalinar wherever, basically. And, mm-hmm. You know, when you have the wedding scene where he's, like, he shows himself to everyone, and he's, like, the her whole horizon or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, the Night Watcher is, seems very location-focused in that you have to go to the valley to visit her, but I wonder if it's kind of a tip of the iceberg thing and she's more omnipresent than maybe people think or realize or she's well, more the storm father's special because mm-hmm. because uh, he's absorbed honor's um, power mm-hmm. when well yeah the remains of honor's power that's mm-hmm. basically what it is i also uh, wonder if like the fact that the storm father is bonded to Dalinar has a difference so like yeah he can talk to his bondmate wherever but he can't just do that with everyone because because they're connected to the spiritual realm but he does appear to everyone at the wedding right yeah but Dalinar was also there it's true yeah yeah it did seem prior to the Stormfather being bonded that the storm needed to be there for him to really Mm -hmm. do stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because when Kaladin had that first vision, it was it was in the storm. It was right? in the storm. Yes, uh, and then and the you visions. Know, the visions are all in the storm. during the storm, and he can uh, only send visions to other people through the storm. It, it could just be more of a thing, like the bond just gives him greater control because he has mm-hmm. greater mental faculty, right? Because that that's yeah. what the Spren are taking, right? Uh, it's so, not exactly clear what the spread like yeah they get sapience while they're in the physical realm but they get that anyway uh, okay yeah there, there's a scene where 
the Stormfather kind of talks about how before he wouldn't have understand stood the something. No, it was yeah. a, it was about the recreants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it kind of seems like he's all taking almost like um emotional intelligence or like empathy as well, like an ability to understand humans. I just down, don't you know, know whether or not that that's the point of the bond mm-hmm. or just a side effect of the bond. Yes. This is a good question. Well, one of the listener songs actually said that humans give something to Spren that uh, the singers cannot give. And I always assumed it to be that, that emotional connection. Because that's the thing that Syl gets with Kaladin, basically. And that growth gives her that return consciousness. I don't know. I... I don't know. Anyway, um, I guess we're not sure how spread out the Nightwatcher can become or if she is limited uh, to be localized. I I wonder if, like, if she gets bonded, like, she could talk to her Radiant wherever, but she would still be in. She'd hold court at the valley or whatever. Because did she spend all her time there in ages past when she was bonded to people? When did she start doing the old magic thing okay so i I feel like how about we get through these more night watcher quotes because Mm -hmm. we're kind of getting we're kind of getting a little bit ahead of ourselves in that uh yeah bondsmith spren (laughs) yeah uh there there are three bondsmiths men and we have uh kind of a quote on that that implies that it's the night watcher but Mm -hmm. uh how about we go through uh, these next few quotes. And we'll get back to that and get back to Nightblood because we, we mm-hmm. got to talk about that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so here is one quote from Interlude 7 in Way of Kings. The miners eventually tired of Took's increasingly slurred stories. They bid him farewell, ignoring his broad hints that another cup of beer would prompt him to tell his greatest tale, that of the time when he'd seen the Night Watcher herself and stolen a sphere that glowed black at night. Uh, that tale had always discomforted Zeth as it reminded him of the strange black sphere Gavilar had given him. Um, is that saying that Took stole something from the Night Watcher? Or did she I, give him a sphere like the one Gavilar had as a boon? I think Took is just... Full of crap? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's... Inspired by stories he's heard. Exactly. So I think there I'm, could be a kernel of truth here. And so I think, yeah, deciding what the kernel of truth is, is could the Night Watcher give someone? Um, we know the Black Sphere likely contains void whatever's been referenced, contains something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so could someone ask the Night Watcher for that and could she could provide it? Well, apparently um, she can just give spheres shards and night blood. So yeah. uh, I guess it's fine. Yeah. But the- it, it's interesting. I like I kind of wonder we know some of the unmade were trapped what if you know oh, no the night watcher was holding on to a sphere with one yeah, of the I'm unmade just, in she's it. just holding on to by Demetrium's prison <laughs> or, <chilling. laughs> or like we know like we don't know when the story came from and how many people it's been through like it could be Reshafer it could be like any of the other unmade who were trapped and no longer are or who still are so 
Well, one or thing it could that's be void light. One thing that's interesting to me is when I was reading this in podcast prep, I, I thought this was the Night Watcher stealing a thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's Tuck stealing a thing. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, it's kind of, I guess that's where I was getting the Night Watcher maybe just stealing random crap from this quote. But I guess that's not really. See, mm-hmm. I, I don't think thing. she, I, I, I think stealing goes against cultivation. The, no, no, the idea of her character. Like, she takes things but gives things in return. Like, equivalent mm-hmm. exchange. Like, well, exchange, not necessarily equivalent. We don't know yeah. that. that. Yeah. I don't think she could just take something that is owned by someone else without then giving them to something. Or it's serving a, a purpose of growth. You know, like, it's always yeah. taking with the purpose of... Like, because, you know, like with Dalinar, something that's always made me wonder is both things are kind of taking, you know, taking his memory of his wife and also taking uh, his his guilt or whatever. So, but it's with a, she's giving that, that growth, I guess, that he's yeah, able to. He's well, gi- I mean, she's giving the opportunity for growth. Yeah. And we also know that's something different. <laughs> uh, the, the Night Watcher, the thing that the things that she's granting mm-hmm. wealth skill being able to s- swing a sword Tirelessly. and not yeah. yeah uh they're additives those they're well they're additives but they're also they're not they're only tangentially cultivationy mm-hmm. like you'll have wealth and grow that way you know, you you will change from mm-hmm. having wealth, right? Uh, and it, it causes a change in you, but it's a lot less directed, I feel, See, than I, cultivation's direct power. Okay, I, I think there's an important distinction here, mm-hmm. where uh, that when cultivation gives yeah, a, a boon and a curse, like, it's about cultivating people. The Night yeah. Watcher, maybe not. But yeah. she kind of fall well. I, because I there, think there's about a it. scene where it's yeah. like it's right after the mention of Dalinar, uh-huh. and it's like Dal um, Dalinar asks, "Tell me, can I can I ever be forgiven?" The Night Watcher curled around him, agitated. Forgiveness is no boon. What should I do to you? What should I give you? Speak it, human. I, and then yeah. cultivation shows up. Right. So it's like, what should I do to you? Yeah, that's that really gets at uh, what the Night Watcher is doing. What should I do to you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Cultivation says that the boon is beyond um, what the Night Watcher can grant. So, like, I see kind of the Night Watcher as, like, she's trying to, like, kind of do what Cultivation does, but is... Oh, it's a poor uh, imitation. Yeah, or like a in in progress, you know, like, I think... Night Watcher is something like that's another way she's different from the Stormfather is the Stormfather is kind of a complete product now that um, he's kind of merged with the remnants of honor. Sure. Whereas the Night Watcher is still potentially being developed for some purpose. Um, yeah, we do. There's a quote about that a mm-hmm. little further on that mm-hmm. I think we'll loop back to. Yeah. 
but do we yeah. want to read the next one? Yeah, let, let, let's do it. The Stormfather rumbled in frustration. Uh, this is about Lyft, by the way. Uh, that woman, this is a creation specifically meant to defy my will. Woman, Dalinar asked, shaking his head. That child is tainted by the Night Watcher. Technically, so am I. This is different. This is unnatural. She goes too far. The Stormfather rumbled his discontent, refusing to speak to Dalinar further. He seemed genuinely upset. So, the Night Watcher influenced Lyft, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, which we knew. And, yep. and it, it is interesting because it's different from what happened to Dalinar. Whereas, like, from what we've seen, Lyft, Spoon, and Curse are also very weird for some reason. At, as, yeah. Like, from this reaction of the Stormfathers alone, the Night Watcher has gone too far. Um, but the uniqueness of Lyft is different from the uniqueness of Dalinar's, um, encounter. Yeah. It's what this seems to imply. Yeah. This also just reminds me of a sibling relationship that sister is screwing (laughs) with brother's toys. So it's like, I want things to be careful uh, for oaths to be kept. And the Night Watcher is just screwing this up. And uh, you, have, you have to wonder, how is Lyft created specifically to defy the Stormfather? Um, I I kind of took that to mean, you know, her metabolization of Stormlight. Yeah. Since the Stormfather gives the light with yeah, the storms. That's, that's I, I think true. it has more to do with her just showing up in and, the vision when like yes. he did not well, plan for that. Too. That that's true. We don't understand how that works. There's a lot going on with Lyft, um, but yeah, she, I think basically the, like, she seems to break a lot of rules that the Stormfather sets. Like the Stormfather she, is very rule based. We can say <laughs> yeah. he likes his rules. He, the Stormfather, would use Oxford commas for sure, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so the next um, quote. Lift cocked her head. Huh. You smell like her. Her? The craziest friend who lives in the forest. You've met the Night Watcher? Yeah. You? He nodded. Yep. So they, they both met the Night Watcher. Yeah. But and Lift and, can tell. And to be fair, here Dalinar is assuming, right? Because he doesn't mm-hmm. actually remember. Remember. Um, yeah. You know, at this point. And, and this, this very next quote. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I, I want to talk like a little bit about yeah. the fact that Lyft yeah. can tell that yeah, you smell true. like the spread yeah. who lives in the forest. Yeah, H- how does this relate to her being able to get into the Stormfather's visions? Because mm-hmm. like she can touch Windle when she shouldn't be able to. So, what's well, going more, on with Lyft? So let's she, think romantically a little bit. She's more connected to the cognitive. Maybe there's mm-hmm. like some cognitive imprints on kind of like your mind and something i don't well, know maybe and also like if it's sensing investiture um or if she has a kind of sixth sense sense about it just because of her connection to the cognitive realm it might be easy to sense oh you have some like night watcher cultivationy shenanigans well, on you or whatever you know well, i wonder like her metabolizing food into stormlight that's a connection to the spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what true. if she's yeah. 
Yep. So she like has a connection to both of the other realms. So that that might be tied into it as well. And you could probably do a whole podcast on Lyft someday when we know more about her, but you know, her request was um, something relating to not changing or not mm-hmm. growing older. And, you know, in the Mistborn books, ADM has the ability to um, grant limitless age, and that has a spiritual connection as well. So I kind of wonder, you know, things to do with oh. uh, Well, Brandon has said that she asked for something that the Night Watcher didn't understand, mm-hmm. so it gave her something equally weird. Yeah. So I don't think, uh-huh. like, there's a, necessarily a connection there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, right, because the Night, the night Watcher doesn't understand these deep concepts. The, see, mm-hmm. that's kind of the thing with that I think the Bond gives, that the Spren can understand these these nuances that what it means uh, to these, grow old and change yeah because these forces don't really understand that part of humanity they don't really mm-hmm. understand what forgiveness is like, I, don't, I don't know what i don't know what that means i'm sentient power i do what i did for however long you know like obviously mm-hmm. like they understand what forgiveness technically means but right but they don't they, they, they don't the, feel it the deeper meaning of yeah being yeah. what being forgiven can mean whereas like the Stormfather bonding with dalinar the Stormfather can feel the things dalinar would mm-hmm. feel and learn and understand what that means but and it, go ahead well i kind of wanted to just talk about uh her being the night watcher being a bondsmith's friend so maybe we mm-hmm. should do this next one yeah sure okay so this is uh the Stormfather talking mm-hmm. i do not feel like men i do not sicken like men i am the Stormfather rumbled i could have been destroyed though splintered into a thousand pieces i live only because the enemy fears exposing himself to a strike from cultivation so she still she lives still then the third god yes you've met her i i have you do not remember but normally she hides cowardice perhaps wisdom dalinar said the night watcher is not her yes you said the night watcher is like you are there others though spren like you or the night watcher spren that are shadows of gods there is a third sibling. They are not with us. So that that quote does go on. Uh, mm-hmm. But that the Stormfather doesn't disagree that the Night Watcher is of that class of Stormfather. Mm-hmm. Right? No. Mm-hmm. And it, but it is interesting that here the Stormfather seems to know that Dalinar met cultivation. Yes. Um, as opposed to just the Night Watcher. Yeah. Yep. Uh and it's interesting that the Stormfather thinks that cultivation is hiding, but we do know that from Word of Randon that she's not necessarily hiding. She mm-hmm. has plans. Well, or, well, okay. I cuz I I'll read it from again, we mentioned this in last episode. Yeah, it was last episode. Yeah. 
Gavin, Sunson, Odegaard. How does cultivation figure in this conflict between Odium? Brandon, so what people assume is that cultivation is hiding. I would disagree with that. People in world would assume that. Mm -hmm. So there's something going on with cultivation. Absolutely. I think that this is more just... The Stormfather has strong opinions on Mm -hmm. many things. And couldn't really understand why knights would abandon their oaths, or maybe there was some merit to it and mm-hmm. you know the, the Stormfather is just bitter about crap he's yeah. bitter about a lot of things yeah he does not yes he has a large chunk of honors investiture but he does not understand the mind of a shard right mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly exactly um so that that does say that all right the night watcher very likely to be a bondsmith spren. I think that's mm-hmm. very safe to say, especially because yes. we know there were three bondsmith and there are three sprens of this type that the Stormfather just lists right here. The sibling yeah. presume being the third one, right? And we don't really know what that is. It, it but, is interesting that Dalinar categorizes the spren as the shadows of gods. Um, yeah. Yep. And I, we probably don't want to get too much into the sibling. Um, no, no, that that is a podcast. Yeah. However, um, it, it's it's interesting, you know, because that what the Night Watchers relationship is to cultivation is different than the Stormfather's relationship to honor is now um, just because yeah. of honor being dead, dead. Yes. So it's. And this is also Dalinar talking, and he isn't super versed in the workings of the greater... Oh, the Stormfather absolutely will just agree with what Dalinar says sometimes, so... Yeah, he lets lets him be wrong a lot. All the time! (laughs) And also, the Stormfather doesn't really know Cosmere terminology either. That's true. True. Because he refers to himself as a sliver Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm oh. still bitter about that because oh, well, uh, it's it's interesting because we don't know how the Stormfather acted in say Malishi's mm-hmm. time, right? That yeah. last Bondsmith, mm-hmm. uh, before the Recreants. Uh, presumably that would be very different. But my my question with the Night Watcher is how. If she is a bondsmith's friend, she would have bonded humans and would have learned things. And so what what's going on with that? Does she just like know less because she and, hasn't bonded in a long time, maybe? Well, and it's it's interesting because if um the next quote we have, which maybe Ian can read in a second. Oh, we will. Um is Cultivation kind of mentions that meeting with people and giving them boons also helps the Night Watcher understand people okay, and yeah. helps her grow. So I, I'll I'll read that now. Well, yeah. Or, so yeah, we're, yeah. We we might as well just. It, it's hard to keep it all separate. It, it is. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. So cult, cultivation shows up, and then we you go. must forgive my daughter. The woman said. This is the first time in centuries I've come personally to speak with one of you. Then this isn't how it happens every time? Of course not. I let her hold court here. 
The woman rushed her fingers through the Night Watcher's misty hair. It helps her understand you. That's interesting mm-hmm. because. So I'm getting the impression right now mm-hmm. that the Night Watcher has held court since the Recreants. I'm kind of getting this impression that when a Spren is no longer bonded with a human, they might regress a bit. And we've mm-hmm. seen that with yeah. bonds well, we've had before. But and if we've had Spren who have previously bonded Radiance, right? Who have yeah, rebonded? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You well, yeah. If the Radiant dies, then the Spren's yeah. not dead. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like a they don't become dead eyes. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess maybe the Night Watcher would just regress after whatever her last bondsmith was died. Maybe she would start to lose that capacity. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, and maybe it, humans grant a capacity to spread that they didn't have before. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe and or, does go ahead the and does the holding court and giving boons and curses uh, is does that act as kind of a stopgap measure for the Night Watcher to maybe stop her from regressing as quickly? Or is cultivation trying to teach the Night Watcher and develop her in a different way that we don't we don't know or understand yet? Um, yeah, I, I think it's the second one. I don't think there's think actually so. it's not working in this same way as a bond the bond would. Mm-hmm. This is more yeah. of an academic. Hey, let's look at a thousand people asking for things. It's like, do you see patterns in how people act? Mm-hmm. It's well, more of an academic thing, I mostly think. Mostly academic. I, I agree with that in principle, but I mean, if Lyft can sense who was at the Night Watcher, then there's some slight residue remaining, right? Well, so, y- yeah, I'm just saying that there's nothing. Yes, there's magic stuff going on. It's just that's not impacting the Night Watcher's capacity. Okay, sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. And uh, in the same way, a bond is. Yeah, but right. I wonder what if that it just takes a lot longer for spread on the level of the Night Watcher or the Stormfather to develop so that ca- capacity. Yeah, because like there's so much investiture, like you have a lot to affect, as opposed to Sill, which is a much smaller. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, Stormfather got a jump on it because he fused with. Huh. Mm-hmm. honor and yeah and well, it's hard to compare him to the night watcher for that reason like his level of sentience because we don't have what he was like before they mm-hmm. merged well that's really interesting what you just said there ian because you said all right they're bigger spread they're more powerful uh so take longer but uh but the Stormfather got a shortcut because they fused with honor which would really just make him more powerful. So if that was the principle in action there, then wouldn't that take longer? I, I think it's because he fused with like the what with the remnants of like Tanavast. Like which so there's a human element being yeah. inserted. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to So it, it, be which clear gives there. some more sentience or some more But I, I agree with the point you were trying to make that just adding more power wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't work. Help, it, right? There, no. there was specifically the remains of honor. There's yeah something special there. 
that. Yeah, but he, yeah. It's just weird to think about what exactly that extra stuff was given to the Stormfather because we don't we don't have a control group. Yeah. To see like what the Stormfather was before. Because when, when um, it, Odium does make a point of when Dalinar asks him, like, oh, why don't you just go? I was just like, did you just say that? Like, did you, the person who controls the remains of Honor's yeah, right. power? So right. Honor's power, like, is a thing. Is it's just, it's not just electricity. It's not mm-hmm. just energy. There is something yeah. about it that has an effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. Like, that That bond is still there. Mm-hmm. Still. And it is- I, I don't know if it, I would call it a bond. Sorry. Like, it, there's- <laughs> Well, no, it, There's well, just sorry, something special sorry. about it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. What- I'm using bond in, like, the jail bond term, not the Nahel bond, like, the okay. bond- I think we need to be careful about using- The word bond. A very, yeah. like, cosmic-relevant term for yeah. random things. So it, it's it's significant for uh, Odium's imprisonment, right? Is right, yes, yeah. right, yes. What yes. what I find interesting uh, in how things are formatted is that the Night Watcher speaks in italics, similar to Aspren or Nightblood. The Stormfather uh, sometimes speaks in italics, but other times speaks in capital letters, which is how we see cultivation and storm- Odium speak the the storm father generally speaks in the capital letters uh when he's not in the talking storm. in dalinar and when he's not yeah. talking in dalinar's head yeah right like if if oh if the storm father is booming yeah that that is a very interesting formatted thing so i like i th- i wonder if whatever brandon is showing us about the difference in those voices if that's something that happened like maybe before the Stormfather talked more like the Night Watcher, but now he's talking also kind of like a Shard does because he's been because of that fusion or whatever happened. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's do let, let, let's let's just get through the quotes. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh because because we're there's tons to talk about, so let's just yes. go through it. Why have you come here, human? Do you not serve honor? the one you call Almighty, look unto him for forgiveness. I asked the Ardents, Dalinar said. I didn't get what I wanted. You got what you deserved, the truth you have crafted for yourselves. That's such an interesting quote, because that really feels like cultivation does not like how things have ended up at all, really. The, this the the lies of Voronism, mm-hmm. the maybe the lies the heralds had, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, maybe. not liking the lies is more of an honorary thing rather than cultivation. Well, she she doesn't say she doesn't like the truth that they've crafted for themselves. Um, oh, which so maybe it, it's like stopping them from growing, maybe. Yeah, that that perhaps. that those lies are stopping them from growing to something greater because they've just lied that oh yeah we won the war and cultivation. There's like, also no, the, you idiots. Yeah, there's also the fact that she, she and Honor were romantically involved. That's right. Honor mm-hmm. is dead. They're acting like oh Honor's still there. It's just like yeah, that's true. That like willful. Di- yeah, 
has to be like a dagger in our heart. Like it just keeps reminding her of her yeah. love that is now gone. But yeah. I also what, think what, this what's is left of her heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which bring, actually brings me to my next point. It's like she's the shard of cultivation. She is not the shard of compassion. No. Like, she is a god. Like her opinions on things are not the same as a human. No. And her intent is very in line with cutting away things that cause you weakness. Right? Yeah. So like sure. Ignoring or getting rid of things that hurt her would be very in line with her intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it not necessarily like cutting away, no, but like no. overcoming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then, then we have a quote on uh, just what she's dressed like, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. This woman, she was more than he could see. Vines from her dress curled into the earth, permeating everything. In that moment. He knew that he was not seeing her, but instead a fragment with which he could interact. This woman extended into eternity. What this reminds me of is the image of a woman like in a dress, and on her finger is a finger puppet of her, and Dalinar can only interact with the finger puppet because the whole woman is just too massive and mind-boggling to interact with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting you use the the puppet metaphor because that's how I believe it's Kelsier describes Ruin when he sees him in the cognitive realm. Um, you know, he sees the body that's just being like held together but is entwined with Ruin's power that expen- extends further out. So this, this is very consistent with how um I guess as like a representation of a shard has been described in the past we've all all this idea of hey if you look into their eyes you see this eternity we kind of got that with odium too Mm -hmm. that uh, oh this this is just a face that odium has and there's this pure essence uh, that burning Mm -hmm. uh in in him but um brandon has mentioned that the shards do exist across the cosmere like Mm -hmm. um preservation embodies preservation across the cosmere their investiture exists everywhere yes their investor is focused in places mm-hmm. so like they can really only do stuff with a certain amount of it and it's like this is why you need an, an infinite mind to look into the spiritual realm because it's like there is so much there mm-hmm. that like yes she does literally extend to eternity like she her body is here, but she her tendrils reach out throughout the Crosmere. Whether or not mm-hmm. she can actively affect things there is another matter. Right. Yeah. And it's interesting then talking about, you know, we have Odium referencing this and the Stormfather talking about uh, cultivation hiding because she's a coward. And you have references to Odium not wanting to expose himself to cultivation. Um, later on, Hoyd also says... He thinks Odium might expose himself to cultivation if it yep. m- meant he could destroy Hoyd. Um, so it is interesting <laughs> yeah. that 
they permeate everywhere, but when they focus, the more they focus, maybe it does seem to make them more vulnerable to attack. Um, probably just because more of their power is gathered in one place and thus it's easier to uh, attack it or sure. I wonder rather if that's than... why autonomy creates avatars of herself to that's... destroy one aspect, then it doesn't really matter because I'm mm-hmm. in all these other places. Yeah. That's 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 my theory with autonomy is part of it. I think there might be a lot going on there, but I do think that yeah. part of it is um a survival um strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it 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 makes sense because how would you kill an infinity sort of thing like imagine Mm -hmm. if a shard is an ocean how do you kill an ocean you can't really do that but if the the shard grasped all that water and coalesced it in one point to do a very specific thing you're all there you can actually Mm -hmm. attack a thing like that see i don't think that's a good metaphor to be honest because they i I sorry i'm trying to figure out how um, because it's not like, an, oh, you go ahead while I think about this. Yeah, an attempt I would make is working off Eric's metaphor. I think it's, uh-huh. yes, you're gathering it, but I don't think it's necessarily gathering all of it. It's that oh, sure. you're no, gathering no. enough of it that you can affect yeah, no, the yeah, whole. I, I agree. That you can I, okay, damage I'm enough. You. That, that yeah. was my first attempt at a metaphor, okay? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. like you can't, <laughs> they can't take all of their adventure no. of the Cosmere. No, 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 no. Because but they, I think, it's everything. But yeah. I think it's a matter of them them becoming focused enough in one location that they can be damaged enough to have big ramifications. You're collecting for the all the mists from Skadriel into Vin, right? Yeah. That, yeah, that was that sort of idea of collection, not that you're mm-hmm. grabbing all of it, but okay. it, it's more more manageable than the ocean that is effectively infinite like ah i slashed my sword at it wow cool mm-hmm. doesn't do anything it doesn't matter unless so it's you're basically blood, taking maybe the ocean something <laughs> you're taking the ocean you're not taking the rivers the streams the lakes the other yeah. oceans that that part's yeah right sure. okay now i like the metaphor let's do the best quote for, oh my uh, gosh. Yes. For cultivation that really uh, gets right into what cultivation is. Yes. The best part. Mm-hmm. She stepped back to him. In doing this, I provide for him a weapon. Dangerous. Very dangerous. Yet, all things must be cultivated. What I take from you will grow back eventually. This is part of the cost. It will do me well to have a part of you, even if you ultimately become his. You are always bound to come to me. I control all things that can be grown, nurtured. That includes the thorns. Cultivation here is taking uh, the memory of Evie, by the way. Yes. And she's also referring to the fact that Dalinar is referred to as the Blackthorn. Mm -hmm. I guess that's true. Which, this was such an awesome moment. You know, like kind of the payoff there. With the thorn comment. Well, I just thought that was very naturey. That mm-hmm. that that was that was very cool. Like, no, and, I, and I think to... it's very clear that she's referring to the black thorn. Yeah, but I, I think yeah. it's you. Kind of wonder, you know, Brandon. Like, did he think of the nickname the black thorn 
specifically planning this moment with cultivation. Um, I mean, obviously he happy... knew about cultivation the whole time and yeah, Abby's death. So, but I you know, was it, it a happy accident way. or yeah? So it's... it's thorn. It's a pun on blackthorn. Great, cool. Yeah, uh, but it's interesting how cultivation says it will do me well to have a part of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, isn't that kind of weird? Mm-hmm. The way that is phrased. Like what benefit is she getting from having yeah. his memories of Evie? Um, and also these comments, you can really feel her through this dialogue grasping at the multiple possibilities of the future you know using her future sight and kind of calculating the risk of what she's doing with dalinar here sure um Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's kind of you know she's making dalinar more dangerous in that she's putting him back together so he could be a better weapon for odium later um but then she's seeing these other possibilities that she could use this to her advantage, whatever that may be. Um, Cultivation's purposes are very mysterious. Super mysterious. Yes. But I'm only getting such a hint. To go back to the, it will do me well to have a part of you. There's a very common idea in real world customs that like having a piece of somebody gives you power over that and it's like we do mm. see that a little bit in Cosmere with um, blood sealing in yes. the Emperor's soul. Oh, yeah, that's true. Where um, the blood sealer is able to stamp something with Shy's blood and that binds her. Mm-hmm. But it has I to guess be fresh blood. And I guess that's the thing, you know, is this also a kill switch for Dalinar? You know, like if the timeline had worked out differently and ODM had recruited Dalinar sooner. Could mm-hmm. cultivation have suddenly released all the memories at an inopportune moment and crippled Dalinar that way? You know, like uh, I don't know because it was Odium's whole point to ret- return the memories. It's mm-hmm. just sh- because basically, yeah, yeah. like his plan was, oh, return the ed- the memories, cripple Dalinar, so he turns to my side. What uh, mm-hmm. cultivation was doing was returning them gradually so he had time to deal accept with them, them and Come deal to terms with them, with them yeah. yeah and she had to do and it. also time without them to uh rebuild himself yeah and she had to like start returning them at just the right time because mm-hmm. if she did it too early odium never would have attempted to yeah sway odium um sway dalinar and if she waited too late odium would have mm-hmm. won but the- I, I yeah the thing that I'm wondering is cultivation is taking this memory that that for some reason that's just reminding me of preservation taking adium from ruin right and like putting it in a certain thing they're taking something from a shard it's not like this memory is just going to I don't think it would just permeate in cultivation. It, it's 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 such a weird thing to take that all I can think of is does she have all these spheres that are filled with memories of something? I don't know if that makes any sense, but 
it's I, I don't super think it's weird. This necessarily the same thing as um Adium. No, that just it just reminded me of that. Yeah. But, but the concept of kind of stealing something from another shard um, yeah. that they need to or achieve steal, a goal. Or, or shard stealing anything. We haven't really mm-hmm. seen a shard need something that I, uh, yeah, I want to take that thing. They've just Other been, I'm the, gods. I, I, I guess it would depend on like what is the investiture that makes up Roshan humans? Is it partially of cultivation oh sure yeah because if it's partially of cultivation like she can take it into herself no problem because it's already part of her Mm -hmm. that is true um i mean yeah oh man because that question is a can of worms right there holy crap because when honor was alive even though like there were all these bread they were still honor, like the investiture in them was still honor. It was still a part of him. It was just yeah. split off. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the investiture in people's souls, that's the same thing, pretty much. Well, sh- okay. Uh, there has to be honor and cultivation, uh, innate investiture in humans on Roshar. That must be the case, because that allows them to... In order for a shard to have a magic on a planet, they have to, you know, in- invest that stuff. They have to be invested in, in, in the planet, but mm-hmm. the Rosharans are not native to this planet. Well, I, I here here's what I'm thinking is that uh, I, I know that isn't that is exactly what the word of Brandon says that they have to be invested in the planet, but I'm thinking that uh, in order to get uh like the magic from preservation to be uh to do allomancy you have to have that connection to preservation and i'm thinking with the radiance and surge binding through honor and cultivation basically through these spren which are those uh those powers you have to have that bit in you <sighs> but well, see, i know like, as, that as could as just I'm be just provided by this, the spread like, yeah yeah, yeah. as, as like, soon can... as i said that that's you can not correct. World yeah. Hopper's bonds friend. We see it with yeah, yeah. Um, Hoyd. Hoyd bonds well, his friend. Hoyd. But Hoyd is also unique. I, I'm not sure if you can extrapolate to other world a, hoppers. A person from what... who was well, that's interesting for several reasons. My first thing I that I was gonna say was Hoyd's innate investiture would be from Aiden Alcium, but we also have a quote that said after the shattering. All investiture was just associated with a shard. Exactly. So Hoyd, but I would think Hoyd would basically have equal-ish connection to any shard kind of thing. If you're one of those, rather than, it would be different than a native Skadrian. Hoyd would have less connection to those shards, but still have some connection to those shards, right? Yeah. Uh, But, yeah. But anyway, and, yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> what were we doing? I don't Cultivation. know. Cultivation. <laughs> yeah, being well, a yes. part of things. Okay. But I, I just, I just don't know what is—is is cultivation just being uh, metaphorical in taking a part of that and saying it will do her well? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's important. 
Mm-hmm. Like having a piece of his spirit web. Yeah. Yeah, but like, where does she store that? Why is that the thing that I'm hook, uh, hooked up like, on? I don't know. Yeah, because well, I don't really think that is important at all. I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I, think, I, I think she. I think right she's now. storing it so that she can give it back to him. Like, I think that's the purpose of that. What she's saying it'll do, it doesn't, she doesn't say it'll do her well to have it for a long time. She just says, it'll do me well to have a part of you. Uh, the even way that's if you phrased... ultimately become his. So even if Dalinar becomes Odium in the end, Cultivation says it will have been useful for her to possess this part of him. The way that it's phrased, though, is very selfish. It's not, it will be good for this to be removed from you. It's Cultivation saying, it will be good for me to have a part of you. Yeah. You see, you see yeah, that difference? Yeah, yes. I agree with Eric on this. Like, no, there, I... there's some benefit outside of the lack of it being in Dalinar to oh, Cultivation I, I... personally. I, I think so too, but we also have to remember that um, Cultivation's beef with Odium and her desire to thwart Odium is um, quite personal. So, arguably, things that hurt Odium do Cultivation well. Sure. Okay. Yeah, but. I, I feel like there's something more there. Mm-hmm. I mean, surely... We are going to get a crapload of cultivation in later books. We can hope. surely, surely. It, it's Brandon wouldn't put three shards on Roshar if they all weren't super important. Whereas mm-hmm. Odium, oh, the Thalen passions, just they—they've just—it's just been permeated through the entire mm-hmm. world building of everything, and we're just slowly getting it. And I think the other thing about. Um... The sense I got, at least from these cultivation path passages, is like, like you said, she's not the shard of compassion. Absolutely no, not. She definitely is, not. Like she is someone who I could see being both a protagonist or an antagonist in future books in the series. Um, it, because it, it's like we've always said uh, yeah. back when this was shard keepers. Uh, mm-hmm. Feel free to like, go listen to those on SoundCloud before uh, November. We had episodes. But um, shards are not good. No. Then there's no shard that's pure good, that this is always good to have. Preservation is not always good to have. Mm-hmm. Cultivation, and, not always good to have. And she makes it very clear, you know, she's not doing this because Dalinar's asking for it or to help Dalinar. She is carefully scanning the future and calculating what her purposes are and doing what she needs to do to bring her her goals about whatever they happen to be yeah like honor is not always good don't always keep your oaths that that's not mm-hmm. always good to be in eternal life bonds for thousands of years don't do that yeah as uh, frost puts it in about Odium, like he is God's own divine hatred separated from the virtues that gave it context. That's the same yeah. applies to all of the shards. Like yeah, you yeah. need so, the balance. Of- yeah, cultivation is not getting the, and none of them are. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Which just goes to show, uh, when we talk about endowment some more, a follow-up on uh, the letters. Endowment, yeah. not always good. Same sort of thing. No. Like, yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering, like, devotion being so zealously devoted to a thing, mm-hmm. losing sight of other important things, maybe? I don't know. Um, the Night Watcher giving the night, um, Nightblood to Dalinar, that's a very endowment-y thing it to really do. It really is. It, yeah, that, it really not is. a good thing. Very not mm-hmm. much. Very much not a good thing. Yeah. It is, you know... Oh. Okay, all right, all right. This, the thing I am about to say is dumb, guys, okay? Okay. But we know Nightblood, well, there is an implication that there was some mixing of investitures in Nightblood, and there is some extra stuff with Nightblood. This is just reminding me, the Night Watcher... It's like giving things, endowing things, and there, there's a, a relationship there. And maybe mm. s- there was some Night Watchery cultivation influence in specifically Nightblood that would maybe allow the Night Watcher to just get Nightblood whenever she wants. Mm. Or cultivation to do that. Cultivation is very planny. I don't know. Maybe this is just cultivation and endowment. Hey, yo, we, we gotta. Odium, kind of being a problem. Endowment, yo, let's let's uh, do something about this. And they they planned a thing together in creation of Nightblood. I feel like that. based on the personality <laughs> we saw in the letters, Endowment would not be okay with that. She's like, because it would go. require her to co- collaborate with another shard. Just like she'd be like, go back to your own planet and leave me alone. But also, Endowment is also. Saying, if Odium's a problem, we're going to deal with that. Which implies that at this point in time, she doesn't feel he is. Well, we don't know how contemporary those letters are. They feel pretty contemporary, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I th- I'm pretty I sure guess, it's post I guess Nightblood was centuries ago, yeah. 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 I don't know. But the point, point is, we need a Nightblood 2.0 podcast. Yeah. We need to talk about Nightblood some more, because there, there's another weird sword in this book too um so there's one more oh yeah (laughs) yeah we're not done with quotes oh goodness yeah Uh a a boon and a curse the mother said that is how it is done i yeah just want to know is there a hardwired mechanical reason for that or is that just because this is how it has always been done so that's how we're gonna do it well, and cultivation. is that part of her intent, right? Because, well, yeah, like I, she's not endowment. I would say, oh, he, sure, okay, that's an an interesting point, Matt. Mm-hmm. I was more thinking. I don't think it is cultivation just doing it because it's how things have always been done. Because that is an honor thing. Mm-hmm. Where we have these yeah. traditions, we're gonna keep doing these traditions because that. We said we would do that, so we're going to do that. Cultivation Uh, would be more of an innovator, presumably. Sure. So I I think there could be some mechanic. I think there is a mechanical reason for why that needs to be the case. There's also the question of how old is the old magic? 
Like it's yeah. older than Surge Binding, but is it older than the shards? Do we know? F- I, I guess I guess it's called the old magic, so I guess it's older than that. Yeah. But like, was this set up by Aiden Alzium when he created Roshar? Because okay. the Stormfather existed before the shards show, showed up. Did so, the Night Watcher? Sure. So did okay. Yeah. All right. Did Cultivation co-opt the Night Watcher, the night, or something? Or well, I don't think that co-opt. was like the Night Watcher. I I think it's more that when the shattering happened whatever proto night watcher there was yeah right automatically became of cultivation or she might have copied and replaced it could be another possibility like maybe made something like it so here is my question if the old magic is older than surge binding that totally destroys exactly what i said earlier where the Night Watcher has at least been in the valley since the Recreants. I w- when the Night Watcher bonded with Radiance, was there still was she still like granting boons and curses? That seems really weird, right? I don't think that's any more weird than the Stormfather being in the storms. Like, yeah, they keep well. Huh. And the other thing is, we don't know if she like maybe she kept doing it as well. And was just connected, or maybe she, you know, takes brief holidays from granting <laughs> boons and curses to. Because in the Night Watcher's Reckoning, bonding a human would be very brief. Um, That's compared true. to uh, yeah, I guess the amount so. of time. And until she spends. the until the uh, humans all took down their oaths, then the Night Watcher just says, "Yeah, well, let's not do that anymore." Yeah. But she'd already stopped bonding at that point anyway. So Yeah, true, 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 true. But then you're not going to reconsider to bond the humans. No, no. Uh, after that. So, yeah, man, that is super weird. Older than surge binding. Well. If, if, if we're just taking old, the word old magic seriously. Yeah, here, right. Well, I, I mean, like. Older than surge binding with spren. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Roshar, uh, older sure. than the spren mimicking the heralds in those specific ways, right? Yeah, that, that's what we're referring to. Because there, people did influence surges before. Yeah, like mm-hmm. on Ashen. So yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, God, man, that. Although, That's crazy then. Like it is old magic is also what humans call it. Yeah, too. I don't know. I don't so, know how serious we can call this. Mm-hmm. It, it is interesting though. I it, feel it like they would call well it the old magic because it's like it's the magic that was here before surge binding. I, I think that's a reasonable mm-hmm. thing for yeah, people to call I it. I mean, I, I agree with that, but that could also just be uh, a consequence of humans post recreants not knowing what the crap's going on they've had, they have no idea what's really going on yeah but like i i don't see why they would call it the old magic if they didn't know it was older uh because they think it's older maybe it's old in that it is old magic that they can actually obtain unlike radiance which was not really a thing anyone could have obtained for the last 2,000 years. 
I, I don't I don't really know. Uh, I think all those are possibilities. This one, we're kind of bringing up questions for people mm-hmm. rather than having answers because we don't really have answers. Another um, timing question I have um, is Cultivation says that this is the first time in centuries she's come to personally speak with someone, like one of the supplicants of the Night Mother. You have to wonder who... So she has appeared to people before, yes. personally. Uh, yeah, who and which is why. interesting, in fact. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shards manifesting is a very interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially Odium seems to be... Compared to the shards we've seen, Odium seems to be a little um, overly Hands zealous on. in his um, manifestations. He kind of just seems to appear all over the place. Whereas cultivation seems to be more careful about when and to who she is appearing. Well, that's also probably because uh, Odium's the dude in charge, you know, mm-hmm. that Odium can yeah. get away with a lot. But I think we should table shards mm-hmm. manifesting to yeah. another podcast because that is a thing that I have a lot of opinions on and it's very interesting to hear about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I wanted to mention that the valley is really near Erythiru. Really yes. close geographically. Um and you know that there's that other entrance through the yep. tunnels to Erythiru? Yep. Yeah. So that's like that's interesting because the valley is a place that is very close to cultivation. Yeah. And there's right, exactly. an epigraph in Way of Kings that although I'm trying to remember, although people wanted it to be built in Alethella. Alethella, yeah. It was to your theory was to be built in the west in the place closest to honor. Right. Which, which- we thought was his perpendicularity, but his perpendicularity moves, so. Has it mm-hmm. always moved, though? I feel like that's a pretty consistent thing. I don't think that is something that would change, necessarily. Right. A shard dying? Well, I guess okay, Devotion died. It didn't really change anything. Yeah. So. Alright, yeah, that's fine. Speaking, though, of perpendicularities, it is interesting that Cultivation has this obvious focus in the valley, but that's not where her per- perpendicularity is. Well, um, so it's, that, it's interesting yeah. how she, de- you know, like, I think that's probably intentional that she keeps the Night Watcher in a different place than she keeps her perpendicularity. Well, that, th- so what I would say to that is that the location of the perpendicularity is not the focus of where the Shard's mind is at all. No. I know yeah. it's it, that's so, true. Yes, but so it's we, often, we don't really we don't really have a good we don't really know why perpendicularities are where they are in particular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it has to do with spiritual hum- humidity is the term Brandon used that just like how water collects in certain places, investiture collects in certain places as well. But that's mm-hmm. starting to get into realmatics that yeah. we just do not understand. Well, it's yeah. also weird because the 
under the pits was ruins perpendicularity, right? Yeah. And or the pit, the pits. Essentially, there were a bunch of tiny were. pits. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Tiny pools. But uh, preservation basically put the pits there to grow the adium, so ruin couldn't have it. Or uh, this is a because it, it was like it was. It was a const- it was a not a natural coalescence or something. Like, but I, did I, preservation make that, or did the Lord Ruler make that? Because we see the black pool. We see the black did. pool though in the flashbacks. Though we see a black pool without uh, the pits. Yeah, There's it's this is a this clear. is a box of worms. <laughs> yeah. I feel the point like is, where perpendicularities are is weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have things to say about that, but we should. Yeah, no, you, an, you, you, can, you can go say it. Yeah. Okay, because the way I feel, the way I, what I think is that preservation was taking advantage of the naturally existing perpendicularity, sure. applying yeah, okay, pressure sure. to ruin, and that resulted in atium starting to form near the around sure. the pres- um because like that's where his um investitures um coalesced the most yeah that, like, that totally makes sense that totally makes sense um yeah so so how how long has the valley existed then if so the the cultivation's perpendicularity wouldn't necessarily be the place closest to cultivation in in the context of no. that epigraph right no and no. now we basically say the valley so how long has the valley existed do you think my guess as long as roshar has existed you think because that epigraph is making me think otherwise that maybe the valley did not always exist there the night watcher could have existed but not this construction of the valley necessarily yeah and that that was created perhaps after honor either withdrew or was killed is that what something you're who thinking maybe like it was once more of honor and now cultivation has kind of claimed the area. I mean, so little of old Roshar. The Silver Kingdoms were after the last desolation. We didn't really like. Well, they were mm-hmm. contemporaneous with the last desolation. They existed before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're. That's true. That's true. Uh, but but like entire nations would be wiped out in desolations. So in, that, er, it, it, in early desolations, yeah, like the yeah, Silver Kingdoms yeah, yeah. were a later thing. Yeah, like when after we, like they had the radiance and they were things were developing. Yeah, because the nations that were destroyed were actually pre-radiance. Yeah, the thing we get in the Nohadon vision. Yeah, go ahead. What, what I find interesting about the valley is how it's there's some non physical realm stuff that seems to be going on too when Dalinar gets there, right? Like it seems to be messing with his perception. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think um, that could just be the Night Watcher screwing with him. Mm-hmm. And I I kind of wonder if like part of that is because, you know, we've seen places where Shard's power um congregates or is used the realms get closer together and so i wonder if it's not a perpendicularity in that you can move between the realms in the valley but it's so invested that they're they're close 
yeah, like they're not like to get blurring. quite together. There's a yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think that's reasonable. Well, yeah. also just any uh, a huge amount of in of a shard's investiture just makes things kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. mists are kind of weird. Yeah, but and this they do makes kind of weird things. I don't know. Like when the realms are rebounding apart in the final sequence, we see Yasna is able to soul cast much easier, and Shalon is also able to um, light weave at a higher level because the realms are still close even as they're rebounding i kind of wonder if was that the the implication you got i don't know if that's explicitly an actual thing i thought that's what yasna i thought yasna said that specifically i don't remember she she says something about it being disconcerting about her being able to look into the cognitive realm without trying because the the barrier is so weak between the realms at that point Okay. Well, I, I don't, right. Okay. Okay. So I I, I'm not sure has... soul casting would be easier at the valley. I'm just wondering if some of the um, magic systems that have a more cognitive element might behave differently or weirdly um, in the valley. It would be interesting to see if the valley has an effect on surge binding or certain surges. Maybe. There's also the fact that all interve- investiture interferes with other investiture. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Except when it doesn't. Except when uh, like adium. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um let's so I, I had a crazy idea. Yeah. Reshafir is in the bowels of Rithru in presumably those tunnels right now, right? She Rishafir Well I think she like off, right? left. I, I think she exited the tunnels. But if yeah, the tunnels okay, exit yeah. in the valley or close to well, the valley, near the valley, what would happen if Rishafir just walks into the valley? Can Void Spren go into the valley? Would would Odium think the valley is an important strategic place to go? Would Fused just go there? What would happen? What I I I don't think he. Odium would strike at the valley himself for the same reason he doesn't just smash Urethiru. That opens himself to a big attack from a big attack, especially when you're attacking a a center of her power. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, Voidspring could go into the valley. They, the Night Watcher, probably wouldn't take too kindly to that, and kill them but. I, I just you describing the night watcher as an eldritch horror just like mm-hmm. we described uh the unmade i kind of want to see the night watcher fight an unmade mm. somehow that would be cool because the night watcher is mm-hmm. super weird yeah well, one it's thing fundamentally unfair because the night watcher is sapient reshafir is not mm-hmm well, Although both of yeah. them, both of them are learning as well, right? Yeah. Like you see, yeah. like Reshefer is not sentient in the way uh, Sia Anat is sentient, right. um, but I think you could argue that Reshefer does have more, um, kind of almost it, it's perhaps an animal intelligence, but more intelligence than the thrill 
or yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely but um, I, I don't know necessarily know that she's changing as, as more than that that's just how she is although you do like she in the past we never see her impersonating this is maybe getting off topic but in the past we don't see her impersonating humans um and now in the present all of a sudden she's impersonating humans mm, instead maybe. of white spines or well we don't we don't know the extent of what mm-hmm. midnight essence could do yes she might just be understanding her power more mm-hmm. as much as she can understand it sure yeah i i i do kind of want to see not odium attack the valley but just some fused walk to the valley and just mm-hmm. get horribly wrecked that would well, be very I, amusing yeah and i i think that's i think that's what when we had been talking previously i think would be interesting is i don't think odium would obviously go himself because no, it would no, be no, no. he'd be exposing himself right and maybe he wouldn't yeah. even be able to because p- cultivation's power might kind of repel him but it would be interesting if he sent and how if there is something blocking or protecting the valley from other concentrations of investiture um how powerful does someone have to be before that block kicks in right you know would he have to go down to the fused if he can't send an unmade you know so it or would he need to send like just regular humans or listeners it's i feel like dalinar could still walk into the valley right now post oathbringer yeah i don't see any reason why he couldn't i don't see any reason why fused couldn't by a radiant couldn't yeah no, that's true. It, you, if you're a radiant, you probably would just. The night watcher might just be. Yeah, I'm just not gonna come over to visit you yeah. at all. I'm <laughs> just not gonna do that. Yeah, but that like yeah, I don't think there's some force field protecting the. No, it's just that and, he wouldn't go yeah. there. Well, there mm-hmm. could be protections, kind of like the protections on Urethiru. That's just what that reminded me of. Mm-hmm. But that, that's that's like kind of vague. What that means. And I was thinking less a like solid force field and more like, you know, ruin and preservation block each other. So like, I feel like, and I know they're opposed, but you know, if Odium tries to go somewhere where cultivation is too strongly, there might be a kind of a, a block. See, not, I don't think so because it's not like, we were in preservation were repelled from each other. It's that if they got next to each other, they destroyed each other. No, yes. what Matt's talking about is when Vin tried to act, Ruin would block that action, that kind of thing. Oh. Not the not yeah. the them annihilating each other. Yeah. I I don't think that's like, a passive that's a thing. thing that No, I don't think that's a passive thing either. So it, it, I don't see that at as any different than like cultivation thwarting attacking odium mm-hmm. like if he shows up yeah no that's what do you think the fused would just know yep that's where cultivation stuff is let's just not go there pretty much like they've existed for like they know who cultivation forever is. yeah the um, the, the one other, I guess, kind of speculative scene I'd be interested to see is we have this promise set up for us that 
there can be three bondsmiths. And we've seen now with Dalinar that at least his sort of bondsmith can be very useful to uh, Team Radiant. So I kind of wonder, at some point, are they going to be trying to get other bondsmiths in position to bond uh, the Nightwatcher and the sibling? And if so, will the forces of Odium be trying to prevent those bonds from occurring? And if that might be one of the conflicts of the future books? Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's a really good point because there's no way Brandon's seeding this foreshadowing of the sibling if that doesn't matter eventually. Mm-hmm. That will mm-hmm. matter. That's super and so, important. And it seems to me that Odium would want to prevent more Bondsmiths from being yeah. created. I, I think that is a very safe bet. Yeah. So maybe you so, just have fused just uh, blocking others from entering the valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could like they are with the like they are with the perpendicularity. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. The other question that we probably don't have an answer to, I think, is you know what purpose is cultivation grooming uh, the night watcher for? I. Um, well, we know that before his death, Honor was grooming the Stormfather as a replacement. Mm-hmm. She might so is, be hedging her bets in case mm-hmm. I might not make it out of this. I need to make sure there is someone who can take over for me. I mean, surely Cultivation would have a contingency plans because you literally saw Honor get killed, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. From the Arcanum Unbounded Chicago signing, in between oh. First Selector and Brandon. Yeah, and it talking about oh cultivation is still around in first selector and she can probably know how not to turn her back to the brandon cuts a mom well i mean she has learned from the experiences of others <laughs> yeah so you she's I not mean, gonna make the same mistakes that honor made no 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 definitely and she might not. not have made them anyway because she is not an idiot um, well and it's just you know more equipped perhaps to anticipate attacks and outsmart odium more more equipped to anticipate sounds a lot like what cultivation would be able to do anticipate Mm -hmm. anything really yeah um as opposed to honor who expected the oath pact to solve the problem for all of eternity yeah that's yeah that that's that's true um so any last thoughts on cultivation and Night Watcher? Maybe uh, what do you expect to see of cultivation in the future uh, as we wrap up? I feel like we're not going to see cultivation herself for a good while. Maybe he, back half? Maybe back half. Maybe book five, probably back yeah. half. He just yeah. dropped this on us and is just like, nope, not going to talk about that for a while. Well, it was also just relevant to Dalinar and Dalinar's arc, yeah. which was yeah. the only reason why we had to see it. True. And he he also dropped it in a flashback. Like, I think he might hold on to speculation on what cultivation is and is up to or is located in the present day. I think that's a secret uh, that he'll hold on to for a little I longer. think that's all Raffo stuff. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you ask that, you will get raffled. Yeah, absolutely. 
But I certainly want to see a lot more cultivation because cultivation was awesome. That was so yes. cool. So and cool. I, just seeing a, a shard in as well as you can see a shard in person, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. See the direct manifestation of a shard and talking to it is so awesome. The best. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think cultivation will maybe see more hints about, oh, maybe she's involved with that. You know, we might start to recognize her manipulations, but seeing her directly is maybe something that will wait. I mean, we're not, we're not going to see nearly as much Odium directly in the next book, I don't think, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's not showing up to Dalinar. Ta- yeah, he's not chatting with Dalinar anytime soon. We'll yeah. probably maybe see him on during some of the if we get more Terravangian um, yeah. interludes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or where we could see Odium a lot more is just Venli, because we're going to probably get oh, yeah. Venli as the main character, right? So we're going to actually, yeah. we're going to get a crap load of Odium, really, yeah. just through the singer side of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah. going to have to keep the secret that she's bonded to a Nahil's friend. Yeah. I think a book where we will see more of cultivation, either in the present or in flashbacks, is Lyft's book in the back five. Yeah, um, definitely. Surely. Like, I think that's a point. If Brandon is saving some cultivation-y stuff, he might save it for then. Who knows how <laughs> much he's saving? I'm going to go with all the things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's wrap it up there. Thank you guys for listening to this uh, long podcast. 90-minute episodes are a fleeting dream in our uh, imagination. Maybe we'll get there. Uh, But there's so much to talk about with Oathbringer. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Make sure you follow uh, 17 Shard on Facebook, Twitter, sub to our YouTube channel, follow our SoundCloud. Join uh, our Discord. Join our Discord. You can chat with us personally if you want anytime. Tell us how uh, we're you wrong. Can, you can just ping us. Yeah, I mean, you can tell us wrong. Comment below all the things. Um, and we have uh, lots for us to do in 2018. Thanks for uh, listening to our podcast since Oathbringer came out. It's, it's just blown us away how much you guys have. Um, so with that, we'll see you next week with something. I don't, I don't know. Uh, we, we have a long list where we'll do a lot of stuff. So see you guys then. Bye. Bye. Call.